we got to sleep like that God when we wake up your spirit was upon our life and we have life today we are thanking you we are appreciating you we are giving you all the praise and we are adoring your name for the opportunity and the privilege of life that you have given unto us Thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Jesus. We appreciate you today on our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. Yeah. That is where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. This is the hour of prayer. This is the hour where we say we are untouchable, we are unstoppable, we are unbreakable, and we are undeniable. Thank you. We appreciate you, Jesus. We glorify your name. We exalt your holy name. We give you all the adoration and we give you all the praise and all the honor once again, Lord. We welcome you into our midst. We welcome you, Holy Ghost. We welcome you, Jesus Christ. And we welcome our Lord and our Master. Welcome you, I am, that I am. Welcome you, Yahweh is your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, hey, son of David. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. What do
Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I am that I am. Thank you once again, Jesus. We appreciate you. Today is the third day in the month of April 2022, and、uh, we are so happy. We are so glad to be part of the living today. It is not because we can pray a lot, it is not because we are the most righteous people. That can be found on the surface of the earth, but it is because the grace of God has abounded. It is because God is merciful. It is because God is gracious. It is because God is kind. And that is the reason. And that is the main focus and, and, and a purpose why you and I, we are alive today and we are part of the living. So we are appreciating God for our life. We are thanking. God, we are giving Him all the praise and all the adoration. We are exalting His name today for He is a glorious God, He is a wonderful God, He is our counselor, He is our Lord. So, David said, He is my rock, He is my strength, He is my fortress. In Him I trust. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We appreciate you. We adore your name once again. We say, Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, God.
of a three-day fasting and prayers uh, entitled Total Recovery. Started on Friday and God has been grateful unto us and today is the third day of this prayer session and uh, I believe God so strongly for a touch and for a word. I believe God for a performance and a miracle in the life of His people today. That as today marks the third day and the man also the end of our program, may God end any hustle, may God end any affliction, may God end any problem, any pain that you are going through on this earth in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.
supernatural power and authority are declared that may you recover whatever the enemy, whatever the devil, whatever principality your powers has taken away from you in the mighty name of Jesus. You are recovering your blessing, you are recovering your marriage, you are recovering your, 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 your financial breakthrough, you are recovering everything that the enemy has taken from you. Also, when David returned with his men to the town of Ziklag, the two wives of David has been taken away. The properties of David and his friends were taken away. The city was burned down. The city was ransacked. The belonging of you that the devil has burnt. And the belonging of you that the enemy has buried on the ground. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that thing, my God, is receiving a resurrection and coming back to life now in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you were wedded chair. I made it up. The Bible says, when David and his men returned unto the city of Ziggler, the enemy, the Amalekite, had invaded the town. And the wives of David were taken away. The properties of David and his friends were taken away. The town was burned down. And the Bible said, and David was greatly distressed. David was troubled. Because the friends of David decided to stone David to death. They started pointing fingers that it was David that has coached them. David, if not you, that took the decision and made us to follow you. By now, our wives and our children, our properties wouldn't have been taken. The Bible said they cried to the standard. Their strength were gone. They couldn't cry anymore. And the Bible said, and the men decided to stone David to death. And the Bible said, and David was greatly distressed. David was greatly afflicted. And David was troubled. The men decided to stone David to death. Every calamity that you are going through, that has made you to go through a distressful situation. That has made you to go through trauma. My God, depression and oppression. I pray that may God appear in the scene and may God strengthen you. May the Spirit of God equips your mortal being now in the mighty name of Jesus. David strengthened himself in the Lord. God bring a supernatural strength. May God bring a divine strength that will boost your spirit and put you back on track in the name of Jesus. Think that they are taking away your pride. They think that they are taking away your happiness. They think that they are taking your belonging so that you will kill yourself. So that you prematurely assassinate yourself. 
devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Think that they are taking away that beloved person so that you hang yourself and die. Bibles and David inquire of the Lord. The David inquire of the Lord after he strengthened himself in the Lord. David said, Shall I pursue them? Will I overtake them? And God gave three answers unto David, as I said on Friday. Said David and said, Pursue, for you will surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Total recovery. Somebody say, Total recovery. God bless you. Spirit, once again, we thank you and we appreciate you. Father, I thank you this hour. I give you all the praise, give you all the adoration. And we come before your presence, Lord. As we go through your word today, we pray, Spirit of God, that you give us insight, you give us more knowledge, more understanding, and more illumination in your word. Let your word bring transformation. Let your word come to change in our life. Through your word, may we receive a divine and a supernatural touch, a sign, wonder, and miracle today in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you once again, and we appreciate you in the name of Jesus. Somebody for online type a big amen right now. You are welcome. God bless you. Come here today to our prayer line. Let's continue with the word that we started from Friday, and then today we are going to have some time to pray together.
Samuel chapter 30, and we're coming down. And uh, yesterday, uh, by the grace of God, the woman of God, Pastor Andre Jackson, was a blessing unto us yesterday. And those of us were online yesterday, were touched by the word. And after the word, we had some time to pray. Let's continue with the word and then let's pray today. Today is the last day of total recovery. You are going to recover all. You are recovering all by the might of God. So last Friday, I paused at the verse number 8, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 1 to 8. Let me take from verse 9 to verse 15. Let me take from verse 9 to verse 15. 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 9 to verse 15. So David went. He and the six hundred men who were with him, and came to the brook Bessel, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued. He and four hundred men, for two hundred stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Bessel. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David, and they gave him bread, and he ate. And they left him, and they let him drink water. Verse 12. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him. For he had eaten no bread nor drink water for three days and three nights. 
Verse 13. Then David said to him, To whom do you belong? And where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt, servant of an Amalekite. And my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion of the Saudi area of the Seretites in the territory which belongs to Judah and of the Saudi area of Caleb and we burnt Ziggler with fire. And David said to him, Can you take me down to this troop? So he said, Swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master. And I will take you down to this troop. incident happening when David and his men decided to pursue the Amalekite after David inquired of God that God shall I pursue them would I overtake them and God shall pursue them you will overtake them and without fail you are going to recover all So David, having first sought direction from the Lord, takes his 600 men and they are not going to put up with the enemy thinking what is this. They were eager, they were prepared, they were ready for battle. So the Bible said they started the journey. To pursue the Amalekite to recover their belongings, to recover their families, to recover their children, their animals. Because mind you that the wife of David, the wife of the 600 men, and their belongings had been taken away by the Amalekite. So after David inquired of God, and God spoke to David, that David go, pursue them, and without fail, you are going to recover all. And his man, David and his man said, Enough is enough. And rather than fighting among themselves or blaming the leader or blaming each other, they grabbed their armor and weapons and marched out into the desert to get their families. Precious one, let me tell you this at a particular point in time, when all things are not going on well, don't stand by by abortion blames to each other and pointing fingers as I said last time. But I want you to understand that if you will stand on your feet and make a decision with God to pursue your life, to pursue your career and move ahead and fought ahead, the Lord on your side you will surely succeed you will surely overcome you will surely what recover all so david and his men decided that instead of us to be blaming each other and a blames they grabbed the amos 
they took their weapons and marched into the desert to get their families back. My family is my love. I am not allowing my family to go just like that. I will not sit here and be crying. I will not sit here and be mourning. Leaving or allowing the enemy or the devil to take my family away. So the Bible says the men grab the armor. The men grab their weapons and pray. That as we lift up our hands today to pray. As we lift up our hands this week to pray. And pursue the enemy for our belonging. And pursue the devil for our family. By the power of God. You and I, we are going to recover all. I say you will recover all. You are going to recover your possession. Your blessing, your favor, your honor and your promotion. In the mighty name of Jesus. From the reading, the Bible said, on their way, they came across a man who is dying in the desert. Precious one, time was of, of I would say that time was of a great essence at that particular time. Why? Because their families have been taken. And a little mistake that they will do is going to cause them. So time of time was of the excellent because who knew if the families were safe? And no, every and not a single minute that they would spend or that they would delay on the desert could have helped them because they were in hurry. Not knowing either the family is safe or they are not safe. If they delay, the Amalekites get away with their family. A little delay who prevent them from earlier catching or reaching the Amalekites on the desert for their possession. So, no one in David's group would have thought less of him for leaving this man where he was and carried on. So when they saw the man lying lifeless, they saw the guy on the desert. He was lying there alone, lifeless. And they brought him to David. That David, we found this man. I am sure that there would have been some who would have argued that in saving one, he risked a life of what? Hundreds. In saving one man, they were going to risk the life of their family. So why would they waste their time to save a dying man on the desert that they don't know at all? And risking the life of hundreds of people and risking the life of their family. In spite of the present circumstance, David takes time out to nest this guy back to his strength. He gives him food and water. David makes sure that the man was fed well. That the man, the man that was dying on the desert was taken care of. When the man had recovered, David asked him, who he is and where he has come from. 
And the man answered that he is an Egyptian, but was on a slave to one of the Amalekite. The man told David that I am part of the troop of the Amalekite that invaded, but I am not an Amalekite, but I am am an Egyptian. I was taken as a slave to one of the Amalekite. I was taken as a slave to one of the Amalekite. And while we were coming, I fell sick. I was not well. When he got sick, his master left him out in the desert to die. But the guy then told David that he personally was one of the raiding parties that burned Ziegler and took the family. Well, no one would have blamed David if he had become furious at this point. Very angry. No one would have blamed David for knowing that the man that he is nursing at the desert, the man that he is giving food and water, is part of the troop, is part of the Amalekite that invaded his city and took his wife and took his properties. Here this man has delayed their progress. And this same man happened to be one of the people that invaded and burned David's city. The man had delayed their progress. The man had taken their food and water. And all the time, this man is one of the very people that committed this terrible crime towards God's people. Towards what? David. If it were to be you, what would you have done? What would you have done finding out that the man that you are trying to help, the man that you are feeding, the person that you are taking care of, happens to be an enemy, happens to be one of the people that took away your, your joy, that took away your pride. At a certain point in time, you might experience this. The very person that David was helping happened to be one of the people that had put David and his men in that predicament. The very person that you are helping, the very person that you are feeding, the very person that you are taking care of, he's the one that took away your joy. How will you feel? How would your reaction be?
questions that I'll ask that. Why does David not throw this man back into the desert? Why does David not reach out for his sword and end him right there and kill him? Why does David continue to show compassion on this man when in the light of his revelation, he is the one, he is part of the people that raided his city, that raided his town and took away his joy and took away his happiness. Because David could see this poor Egyptian man was a victim of the Amalekite, just as they were. The Amalekite, the Amalekite slave owner kept hold of that man to commit his crime for him. But as soon as he got weak and ill, that slave owner threw him out into the desert to die. The devil does this. The devil always does that to what? God's people. The enemy does that with people. He enslaves people to do his crime and then thinks nothing of crushing them when they are weak. Because in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 of the Bible said, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So you see, David did not kill this Egyptian because David saw that the same predicament that he and his people have found themselves in the same that this man is going through. This man is not an Amalekite. He was a slave. So he was only used as an agent. He was only used as a tool of destruction against his will. And now, when the master finds out that the man is weak, he was left alone to die. That's what the devil always does. That's what the enemy always does. He possesses you and uses you for unnecessary things and dump you. You might think to yourself that you can't forgive such and such a person of what they have done to you or your family. But we need to remember this. That they are not the enemy. 
So David did not see the Egyptian guy as an enemy. He, and he was not an enemy. The, the, the real enemy was the Amalekite. But this Egyptian was only one, a victim. It would have been very difficult for this person to be forgiven. But David said, I've forgiven you. Take food and eat. Take water. And now, David now, come, now came back to inquire from him. That my man, if you are saying that you are part of the troop, you are part of the people, where is their way? You see, sometimes when we learn to forgive, when we learn to forgive each other, it paves way and opens other doors and opportunities for our life. So if David would have killed this guy, David and his men would have suffered locating or finding the right way or the right, the, the, the right route to overtake the Amalekite. But because David forgave him, because David did not kill him, you might think to yourself that you can't forgive. But whenever you forgive, it opens doors. It breaks barriers. It brings opportunities. It takes away some burden from your heart. It takes away some heaviness from you. And pave way for other opportunities for your life. in forgiveness, our perspective is changed to where we can. And then seeing someone, not as a perpetrator, not as an enemy, but what? As a fellow victim. So, David, after forgiving this man, got to realize that this man is also just a fellow victim. So, let's learn to forgive. Sometimes people do things out of their will. People do things when the enemy comes in and use them and dump them. So that is why the Lord says that we shall forgive. In John 13, that's from the verse number 30, say, Come in. Jesus said, A new command I give you that love one another. Forgive. So David forgave this young man. That was at the point of death. And mind you, this young Egyptian turned out to be the most useful person 
in the, in the whole of David's army. Mind you that at that time, 200 of David's army were weak. They were tired. So they had to rest. They had to wait. So David was with 400 men. And out of that 400 men that were pursuing the Amalekite to recover their possession, to recover their wives, this young Egyptian turned out to be one of the most useful persons in the army. The man told David, that's what to me, that if I do that, you will not kill me. And number two, you will not hand me over to the Amalekite. Because this man knows exactly where the Amalekites were heading to. And he saves David, which of wandering in the desert searching. If not, David would have spent weeks. David would have spent months in the desert searching for the route, searching for the way that the Amalekite passed with his family. And this man knew very well where the Amalekite were settled and where they were going to settle. So this man became very useful in the army of David by giving directions to David. If not, David will spend weeks and even months looking for his wife and their belonging. Those weeks could have been different of life. And death for the families. Because the longer they delayed, their families could have been killed. Out of hunger, out of beating, maltreatment. But this man that David forgave, forgive somebody, and it will open a door for you to recover your possession. Sometimes, when you decide not to forgive, when you decide not to let some things go, it blocks your progress. It blocks your movement. It delays your life. The person's issue becomes a burden to you. But when you let it go, when you free your heart, when you free your spirit, you become free. You become refreshed. You become renewed. Your strength is equipped. And dogs, many dogs, access begins to come your way. Verse 16 to verse 20, and then let's have some time to pray together.
Samuel chapter 30, we are still in chapter 30. Let's read from verse 16 to 20. The Bible said, And when he had brought him down, there they were spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great sport which they had taken from the land of the Philistine and from the land of Judah. When David attacked them, then David attacked them from three light until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped. Not a man of them escaped. Except 400 young men who rode on camel and fled. So David recovered all. Verse 18. So David recovered all. Total recovery. Verse number 18. So David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And nothing of this was lacking. Neither small nor great. Sons or daughters. Sport or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. The verse, the, the, the last aspect of the verse 19 is that David recovered all. Verse 20. Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven from those other livestock and said, This is David's spoil. David and his men were greatly outnumbered, which means that the Amalekites were having a large army, a great army, and David with 400 men. David and his men were greatly outnumbered. Verse 17 tells us that the number of Amalekites that escaped were as many as were in the whole of what David's army. Because David's army were 400. And after all the slaughter, about 400 men of the Philistine were able to escape. Which means that David was outnumbered. And just because they had a word from the Lord to go and get the families back, Didn't make this a pushover. So David says, David said, So far as God has spoken to me, so far as I have received a word from God, even if I have been outnumbered thousand times, I will still fight. So the Bible said, They fought throughout, twin light, until the evening. 
of the following day. And this is not easy going stuff. It was a brutal and a physical battle. But God was with David. God was with David and his man. A brutal battle. Sometimes we go through difficult and physical battles in life. Spiritual battles in life. But because God is on our side. We might be outnumbered. Just like David. But if God is on our side. It doesn't matter. How we have been outnumbered by the enemy. If the ancient of days. If the Alpha and Omega is on our side. It doesn't matter how we have been outnumbered. Victory will be ours. Yes. David's men might be exhausted. Because they have traveled long on the desert. But they kept fighting. They kept fighting. I want you to understand that until we keep fighting, we cannot have victory. Problems will come, afflictions will come day. But we have to keep fighting. David and his men, they kept fighting. They said we are not going to allow our families to be taken away. We are not going to allow our possession. We are not going to allow our belonging to be taken away. So David said, even though we have been outnumbered, we are not going to give up. The battle was brutal. It was physical. It was, it, it, it was bloody. But David and his men, 400, they said, no, we will not hold back we will not give up until our belonging, until our wives, until our children are retrieved. So, the verse 18 says that. So David recovered all. So David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away. Until we keep fighting, it will be difficult for us to recover what the devil, what the Amalekite, what the enemy has taken from us. They kept fighting. David and his men, they kept fighting. From the twilight, from the afternoon, until the next day morning, David and his men were fighting. There are some fights, don't give up. There are some battles in life. Don't give up. Continue to fight. Continue to stand in the word of God. Continue to pray. Don't give up. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your business. Don't give up on your finances. Don't give up on your Christian life. David and his men never gave up. David said, my wife has been taken. My children have been taken. We are not giving up. We are fighting until we recover all. Total recovery. Somebody say recover all.
Genesis 1, it is fair to say that all the men would have been utterly exhausted and strained. But such was their love for their families. They kept fighting the battle until they got the victory. Because of the love for their family, their wives have been taken, their children have been taken. Because of the love, they kept fighting. Keep fighting. That job opportunity, keep fighting. That marriage, keep fighting. That wife, keep fighting. That ministry, keep fighting. That husband, keep fighting. God will surely give you the victory. See, it was not just their own family, but the families of other men around them. They were fighting as a group. So they were not only fighting for their, for their wives, but they are fighting for the wife of their brethren, fighting for the children of their brothers. Let's keep fighting for our families. Let's keep praying for our family. Let's keep fighting. Because the Bible said, since the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. And the violent will take it by force. So until the violent keeps on fighting, until you, you keep on fighting, there is no way you win. There is no way you take what belongs to you. There is no way you be victorious. So this man, it was not only about their own personal families, but they were also fighting for the families of their colleagues, of their brethren, that by hook or crook, we are recovering our family, we are recovering our possession, we are recovering our peace, we are recovering our joy, we are recovering our pride. I pray for somebody today, that in the mighty name of Jesus, as we pursue, you will overtake. And without fail, you will be victorious. Without fail, you are going to recover all. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody type a big amen. Christian today, a thing that to be a Christian, you always find things on a silver platter. The thing that to be a Christian, always things are going to be easy for us. It is not going to be always. It is never going to be always. At some point in time, we have to stand and fight for what belongs to us. That is why a lot of Christians are running from here and there. They are moving from places to places, from prophet to prophet, from malam to malam, from fetish priest to fetish priest, looking for a solution without paying a price. David and his men 
had to pay the price to make sure that their families are recovered, that their families are safe. They had to fight a brutal battle. The verse 19 said, And nothing of this was lacking, neither small or great. Sons or daughters, spoil or anything, which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Nothing of this was lacking, which means that no man was left behind. They recovered everything. I think this ought to be the mindset of the church, the mindset of the Christian, the mindset of the believer today. Our enemy, the devil, has taken families captive. Those we loved and cared for. He wants to set them in shackles. But God gives us. But God forgives us that we should see them thinking and then not weep like David wept in the beginning. David and his men, they wept. But when David took courage in the Lord and inquired of God and God told him, gave him a word, they didn't sleep. They stopped apportioning blames. They took their sword and the armor and they went on their way. And the Bible said, and nothing of theirs was lacking, neither small or great, son or daughter, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Total recovery. Time for us to pray. I want us to pray some few prayers and I'll pray with you all online before we close our session today. On our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane, I welcome you all. God bless you for joining today. So honored and privileged having you today. God bless you all.
add this quickly. Last, I said I gave two keys to recover all. Two keys to total recovery. And I said I'll be giving you five. I nearly forgot. Let me add the three and then let's cruise in a very quick one. Number three, keys to total recovery. Number three, act and move in faith. Knowing that God responds only to faith. The keys to total recovery is to always act and move in faith. Knowing that God responds only to faith. Whenever you want to recover what belongs to you, what the enemy, what the devil has taken from you, you have to act and move in faith. Because David, after inquiry of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after the truth? Will I overthink them? And he answered in pursuit, For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. When you act, God act. David didn't sit around fuming and screaming. He didn't even sit around confessing to the Lord. He released his faith by acting on what he was told to do. God said, pursue. And David also pursued. God will not force you to step out in faith. The Bible tells us that Jesus did not do great work in Nazareth because of the lack of the people's faith. The people's who are unbelief. Lack of faith literally stops. They lost power from flowing. Once we know what to do, we must do it and do it with faith. David acted after God spoke to him. So the third key to total recovery is to act and move in faith. Act and move in faith. Number four, take your God-given authority. Take your God-given authority. Attack the enemy. Take the power that God has given unto you and attack the, en- the enemy. He told that David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. That's the verse number 17. Take your authority by commanding things to happen. Penetrate the camp and take your belongings. The Bible says, speak is established. And the Bible says, the words that we speak, they are life. So speak into your life. Take up that authority. The authority, the power. The Bible said that the power of life and death lies on our tongue. And those that love, they eat thereof. So if you speak, if you command, the Bible said, David, he fought throughout the whole night. The whole night. The passage tells us that David and his followers not only attacked, but they kept fighting until the enemy was subdued and all was recovered. They recovered all. So take up your God-given authority. God has given you power. The Bible says what we bind on this earth in the heaven has been bind. What we lose on this earth in the heaven has been lost. So God has given us power. He has given us authority. 
So make use of that power. Make use of that authority. Begin to command. Begin to speak. And you will see the manifestation of that in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to give you the fifth point. Seal your recovery through giving. Seal your recovery through giving. Let me read from verse number uh, 26. And when David came to Ziglah, he sent of the spoil unto elders of Judah, even to his friends, saying, Behold, I present for you of the spoil of the enemies of the land. was taken back. We are told that David came to Ziggler. David returned with his family. He returned with his possession. He returned with his children. And when he returned to Ziggler, he sent of the spoil unto the elders of Judah. The spoil, what he has recovered. He sent some of them to the elders in Judah. Even to his friends, saying, Behold, I present for you of the spoil of the enemy of the Lord. The verse number 20 Giving. Giving was David's declaration of total recovery. When David came and raised his hand and thanked the Lord, for he has brought his family back, he went and gave unto the elders. So David declares his total recovery by giving. It is a supernatural law that must be activated to bring continual blessing from God. If you want to continuously receive from the Lord, continue to receive these blessings, continue to receive total recovery. Whenever we recover, we have to give. Give. And the Bible says, and it will be given unto you. 
So David came and gave the spoil and gave to his friends and gave to leaders. There is no other way to see a prophet after a prophet from God. When Israel was delivered from Egypt, they gave an offering that would go towards building the tabernacle. It sealed their recovery. It sealed their victory. That's why David planted a seed. He knew it would protect his future. So David sealed his total recovery by sowing the seed, by giving to the the, the elders of Judah and his friends what he has recovered. Before we start our prayer session right now, I want you to understand that whatever the enemy, whatever the devil has taken from us, we are coming to lift up a cry. And God, through the power of the Holy Ghost, we are going to recover all. So I said, five keys to total recovery. Number one, encourage yourself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. In the Lord. Number two, find someone whom you trust to agree in prayer with. So David had his men, 600 men with him, trusted friends, even though they nearly betrayed him, but they still trust David. David still trusted them. Number three, act and move in faith, knowing that God responds only to faith. Number four, take your God given authority, attack the enemy. For your possession. Number five, seal your recovery through giving. God bless you all.
wherever you are we are thanking god we are giving god all the praise we are giving god all the adoration we are exalting his name for these three days what the lord has done in our life we are thanking god for the opportunity to be part of the living we are thanking god for his word we are thanking God for our families. We are thanking God for the opportunity. We are thanking God for the wonderful and all something that He has done for us. Open your mouth wherever you are right now and let's appreciate God. Let's thank Him. Let's give Him the praise. Let's give Him adoration. Let's lift up His name right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today. Father, we bless your name. We adore your name. We give you all the praise and we give you all the adoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today. We appreciate you for this day. We thank you for the miracle. We thank you for your performance. We thank you for your hand. We thank you for all that you have done for us, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Take over my life. The Bible said, and after David inquired of the Lord, after David went to the Lord, the Lord spoke to David. Say, Spirit of God, speak unto me. Take over my life. Influence my life. Dictate for my life. Commune to my spirit. Father Lord, at every step of my life, I need your direction. At every step of my life, I need, oh God, a spoken word from you in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, we are praying that God speak unto me. Father, dictate for my life. Father, commit, communicate to me. Give 
give me directions as to what to do at every step of my life. Spirit of God, direct me. Influence my life, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are, lift up your voice now. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, at every step of my, my life, God speak to me. Lord, direct me, Lord. Father, influence my life. Father, communicate to me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost take over my life. Take over my decision. Take over the way of my life. In the name of Jesus. Lift up a cry now. The Bible said, when David inquired of the Lord, David said, Lord, shall I pursue them? Will I overtake them? And the Bible said, God answered David and said, pursue them. Pursue them. You will overtake them. And without fail, you will recover all. Our next prayer point we are praying that God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I raise my hand into the heavens and I take hold of your power and your authority. Because as we pursue the enemy, we need the power, we need the authority. We need the Holy Ghost anointing to pursue and to overtake. So we are praying that God anoint me with the Holy Ghost power. I took hold or I take hold of heavenly power and authority. And as I speak, may I speak fire. As I speak, may I speak sword and spear and javelin. May I speak thunder. In the name of Jesus, Lord, as I pray today, God, let your power, let your authority, let your anointing flow and fall upon my life. In the name of Jesus, lift up a cry now. In the name of Jesus, Rapa, <laughs> 
Do you remember the fourth point to recover all is take your God-given authority. The fourth point. He said, take your God-given authority. God has given you authority. God has given you power to command. God has given you power to speak. Yes, every child of God. There is a level of anointing upon your head. There is a level of power that God has deposited and released for his people. So the, the, the fourth point, I said what? Take your God-given authority. Attack the enemy. You cannot attack the enemy without God's, God's power. Without God's giving authority. So our next prayer point, we are praying. The Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I recover all my confiscated and stolen blessings. I wanted to say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I take authority from the heavens as I speak. I speak with fire and with authority. I speak with thunder. And by authority, I recover all my confiscated and stolen blessings that the enemy that the devil has taken away from me in the name of Jesus. That confiscated blessing and, and, and favor can be in the form of your marriage, your business, your finances, your health, your career, any aspect. We are praying that God will recover all. We take authority and we recover all. Every confiscated and stolen property and blessing and favor that the devil has taken away from us by authority, by power, by fire, by thunder, by light. We recover all, we recover all, we recover all. Yada da 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 da. Father Lord, I take authority from the heavens. I move into the camp of the enemy. My family breakthrough. I recover all. I recover all. I recover all. I recover all.
I recover all. I recover all. Oh my God, it's broken. I stole it. I stole it. I stole it all now. I recover. I recover. I recover now. 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 Nico, Ante Belede, Ranta Yadada. I pray for somebody right now that in the name of Jesus, any blessing of yours, any favor of yours that the devil has stolen from you, that the enemy has confiscated. That the devil has placed an embargo on Marapaniata. Maybe you are here and the enemy has placed an embargo on your marriage, an embargo on your finances, an embargo on your blessing. By the power of God, I command every evil hand, I command every demonic hand, Ali Kong Shapa, to catch fire, to catch fire, a Kong Shapa Lada, Rebani Go Padia, in the demonic embargo. I lift that embargo from your marriage. And leave that embargo from your career and leave that embargo from your favor and your promotion. Any embargo placed on your promotion in life by the power of God, I command that embargo to be lifted. I command the embargo to catch fire by the fire of God, by the fire of God, by the fire of God, by the fire of God. That embargo is lifted. Your marital life is free, your financial life, your Christian life. Your spiritual life is free now. It's free now. It's free now. It's free now. It's free now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Next prayer we are lifted with Christ. Somebody say after me, say Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command every devil to take off their hands from my family. I command any enemy to take off their hands from my marriage. I command the enemy to take off their hands from my marital life. I command the enemy. To take off their hand from my career. I command the devil, the evil one, to take off their hand from my finances. Now, we are commanding the hand of the wicked one. We are commanding the hand of the devil to be off from our property, to be off from our family, to be off now by fire, by thunder. We cut off every evil hand. We, we, we draw spear, we draw javelin from the heavens and we cut off every evil hand place on our marriage, place on, on our finances, place on our career. Now, in the evil hand, 
that has taken anything from us total recovery we recover now and command those hands to be defeated to be chopped off in the name of jesus lift up a cry now lift up a cry now Father Lord, I command every evil hand, I command every divine hand to leave my ministry now, now. I command every evil hand to be shot off by the stars, by the spear and the javelin of heaven in the name of Jesus. Rapadiata, <laughs> I pray for somebody right now that any evil hand plays on your life. And some be infidel, dear Kuta, we need him. And some be a Kuta, my God. And some be a Kuta, our him. Upon your phone, some Pierre Kuta with Juma, a Kuta Usika Sama. I command those hands to cut fire now, to cut fire now, to cut fire now. And some Bonnie Pierre Kuta with Yetim, the Commander Samo, so jump to the Sia, Sire Sunny Chassia, in the name of Jesus, and some Bonnie Pierre Kuta Warrior, and some Bonnie Pierre Kuta Mem, and some Bonnie Pierre Kuta Abusium, Maliko Padianta, Braca Padiatos, a Near for Sampia, a pay for Sampia, a pay of Sampia, a Kuta with Jumama, a Kuta with Sikasamo. I command those hands to cut fire now, to cut fire now. I command those hands to be shot off by the power of the Holy Ghost. Sapalada, somebody type Amen. Every evil hand, every demonic hand, every satanic hand to be shot off by the blood of Jesus, by the power, and by the spear and the javelin, and by the sword of heavens in the name of Jesus Christ. prayer we are praying right now that God by the power and by the authority of you giving unto me I blind every strong man holding my inheritance captive so you see the Amalekites were the strong men that were holding the inheritance they possessed of David and his men captive. The Bible says when David and his and his men returned, the Amalekites had ransacked Ziggler and taken the wife of David, the belongings, the children of David and his men. We are lifting up a prayer that God total recovery, total recovery, total recovery. We command any strong man holding our inheritance captive to fall down and die. 
Somebody say, Lord Jesus, I pray and I take authority from the heavens and I command in this strong man holding my inheritance, in this strong man holding my blessing, in this strong man holding my favor, in the hope, in this strong man holding my marriage, in this strong man holding my finances, in this strong man holding my career, I command them to fall down and die 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 online right now listen to me that in the strong man that has taken your peace in the strong man that has taken away your joy in the strong man in the family that has taken away your marriage your marital bliss that has taken away your career breakthrough in the strong man that is sitting on your promotion, I command the strong man to fall down now and die 
that in the name of Jesus. The Bible said there arose a Philistine giant, and the Bible said his name was called Goliath. And every day, day out, Goliath was come and threatened the people of Israel. And the Bible said the men of Israel they turned like women. They were like women, my God, because this man was a giant. I pray that in the name of Jesus, any giant threatening your life, any giant threatening your life, any giant taking your possession, faking your blessing and your favor, I command the giant to fall down now, to fall down now, to fall down now, to fall down now, in the name of Jesus, in this strong man standing and commanding your marriage to fall and commanding your business and your finances to collapse, I command them to fall down and die, I take authority from the heavens and I speak as a servant of God, the Bible said, what I bind on this earth will be bind in the heavens. What I bind in heaven, in, in, what I lose on this earth will be loose in the heavens. I bind every strong man in your life and I cast them into the lake of fire in the name of Jesus. In this strong man standing on your marriage, I command them to fall down and die. Somebody say, in this strong man, fall down and die. Our time is almost up, but I will come back and pray with you. Let's pray this prayer right now before this person gets to a close. Say, Lord Jesus, I pray with divine authority that in the name of Jesus, Lord, restore me seven folks. Restore me seven folds, everything that spiritual thieves have stolen from me. Anything that spiritual thieves have stolen from me, Lord, restore me in seven folds. Restore me in seven folds. Restore me. Restore my marriage. Restore my business, my finances, my health, my career. Restore me seven, seven folds. Anything the spiritual thieves has taken away from me. Now, in the name of Jesus. Anything that the spiritual thieves are taking away from me, restore now in serving food. Restore my marriage, restore my business, my finances, my career, my finances. Restore now, restore now, restore now, restore now, restore now, restore now. It's the temple of God. It cannot go down. It cannot go down. It cannot go down. Restore, 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 restore in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you that whatever spiritual thieves, you see, there are some, there are some, there are some spirits that they are thieves. They have stolen our possession, our peace for a very long time. But I pray 
that whatever the enemy has stolen from you, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the Lord is restoring you in sevenfold in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody type a big amen right now. Just one, as I said, the time for our first session is up, so this podcast is closing. But I'm coming back right now. I'm coming back. Let's all come back and then let me pray with you before we close. I want to pray a prayer with you personally before we close. God bless you. Bless you all for joining our prayer line today at the hour of Gethsemane. This is the hour where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. God bless you. Amen.